Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 3rd, and as always, the show is knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me online as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram. Email me at windswept.monique at gmail.com or come see the show notes at knittingontherun.podbean.com. Also, feel free to come join our Ravelry group. Thank you so much for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and I am so honored that you have chosen to listen to mine. As you may have noticed, the sound quality this week is once again a bit different. Thank you for your patience. Uh, If you've listened to the last episode or seen my social media posts, you'll know that my microphone up and died on me. And the new one is on back order. (laughs) So instead of waiting any longer, I just decided to go ahead and put an episode out with what tools and technology I have on hand. So my apologies if the sound quality is worse than normal. And I didn't want to have to wait any longer to put another episode because it's been weeks now. So on with the show. Our segments this week include FOs, whips, knitting fail, wearables, out and about, and on the run. And I'm also recording in a slightly different location than normal, and I am surrounded by my cats. So you may hear some yowing and complaining from the feline members of our household this show, and... Apologies in advance for that, but they are very curious as to what I'm doing sitting over here. First up, FOs. I finished the Emerald Deep Shawl. This shawl was a charity knit for AGC scholarships. That is a group that raises money for families dealing with infertility or those who are trying to adopt, which can literally cost a fortune, both of them. I worked it up in Ito Yarns Kino, 100% silk. Kino has a color uh, colorway called Aqua, which is almost the exact color of AGC's logo, so it was too perfect not to use. And the shawl was auctioned off about, I think, a week and a half ago now at AGC's annual gala to raise money. And I was really happy it brought in $170, so I was really happy to hear about that. And if you or someone you loved is dealing with infertility issues or trying to adopt, please visit agcscholarships.org. There is help out there and resources available. And oops, sorry, and there goes my cat again, Callie. Shh, stop it. Yes. I've also finished the Star Wars sweater for Thing One. He was so excited to get his sweater, like literally jumped up and down. So I knit this one in secret while he was asleep or at school, so it was a complete surprise for him. He insisted on wearing it to school the very next day, which made this mama very happy. And my third FO, I know, three FOs in one show. You can tell it's been a while since I've recorded, haven't I? (laughs) My third FO is the Vanilla is the New Black Sock that I finished. I finished the second sock last week, but it's too big. I tried it on... I tried both socks on while I was knitting them, and it looked good on the needles, but once I got up and started walking around, they were just, they're just too big, way too big. I can't say I'm terribly shocked, because I do have very narrow feet, and I have problems finding shoes that fit well. Shout out to all the other narrow foot people out there, you know what I mean. So, uh, thank you very much for those of you who sent in some tips and stuff like that. I'll talk about what I'm doing for my next pair of socks in the whip section, which is coming up next. I have several whips going on right now. First off is the Dancing Dragon's Coat from Heike Campbell. 
I'm knitting this in B-Sweets Bamboo in the sea green colorway, which is a tonal speckled green with blue undertones. It's a very rich, saturated color, but not too dark. It's really beautiful. This coat is knit bottom up in pieces, and I am not good at seaming, so this is going to be a good project. I'm working on it as written, and I have not modified it because I want to practice and test my skills. So I'm working on the back panel right now, and I am on my third repeat of chart two, and I'm nearly up to the underarms. I'm excited. Just this last week, I started a new hitchhiker for myself, finally, knitting one for me, out of Makimo by Fiber Lady in the Scrumptious Berries colorway. And this is a beautiful colorway that goes from raspberry pink to a blackberry deep, deep purple, not quite black, but almost there. And this is a 100% bamboo yarn. I picked it up at Stitches a week and a half ago. I also started the Changing Staircases shawl. This is a pattern by Jenga Knits, and I really want to say a big thank you to Danielle on Instagram, DM Brown. She pointed this shawl out to me. She's knitted a couple times now, I think. And so I saw this on her Instagram feed, and it's been gorgeous. And I've been debating getting this one for a while, and I finally bit the bullet and got the pattern, and I really do like working on it. I'm knitting this in Musu, also by the Fiber Lady in their plum colorway, which is light to mid-tone purple. It's kind of a warm purple. It's a lace weight bamboo base. I also picked this up at Stitches last weekend. The Fiber Lady is a uh, husband and wife team out of Texas. They have a brick and mortar store in Texas and they specialize in bamboo yarns. So a lot of their yarns are 100% bamboo, including these two. Uh, and also they do bamboo blends, so they have bamboo cotton and bamboo wool. And I really enjoyed um, going through their booth at Stitches. They had some gorgeous, gorgeous colors there. My last whip is a, I'm calling my 52 stitch sock. I'm knitting this in two shades of Kobasi by Haiku, which is a sock yarn made of cotton, bamboo, silk, and nylon. As I mentioned before, the 60 stitch vanilla is the new black sock that I knit on US size 1. 2.25 millimeter needles was just too big. So after the wonderful feedback from all of you on Instagram, I've dropped down to a 50s two-stitch version, and I'm knitting this one toe up using the Fish Lips Kiss heel. I'm almost to the arch of the foot on the first sock, and so far it is fitting much better. It's done more, more negative ease, and I think this one might actually work. I'm using leftovers of the raspberry colorway, my previous sock, for the heels, toes, and cuffs. And I am using a one skein of the slated colorway. So um, Kobasi skeins are all 200 yards. So I'm, this is a variegated gray colorway. I'm using that for the foot and ankle portion. So I think since I've dropped, given how much yarn I've had left over the past couple socks I've knit, that I think I should be able to uh, get away with just using one full skein of yarn and then the scraps from a previous knit. For knitting fail, well, thing two decided to sit, well, more like a jump on one of my knitting bags the other day, or actually a couple weeks ago now, when he climbed up next to me on the sofa, and he snapped my almost brand new Leica, or Luca, or, I'm sorry, I know I'm not pronouncing it right, L-Y-K-K-E needles. They were US size two, so they were skinny ones, so, you know, he, no, no one got hurt besides the needle in the process, but yeah, he snapped that one. Right off, so boo, can't use those anymore. And uh, now I think I know not to keep any size two wooden needles around my house. You can't break the middle ones. <laughs> On to wearables. It has gotten cold here again, so we are wearing lots of knits. 
Our, our February and March seemed to flip-flop this year. February was absurdly warm for New England standards, and March was downright cold. And we're only three days into April, so right now it's kind of middling. But that means March I get to wear a lot more hand knits than I did in February, ironically. I have worn my frosted sweater three times now, and I've worn my Poma sweater uh, two or three times as well. I've been wearing my Twist and Shout hat, which is a cabled hat pattern by Michelle Denaire almost, well, not every day, but most days in March I wore that hat. The kids have been sick almost the entire time since we got home from Florida, so that hat is machine washable cotton, so it's my hat of choice until the viruses in our area subside. I've also been wearing my Use Your Stash shawl and occasionally stealing my husband's hitchhiker shawl, hence why I'm getting myself one now. Thing 2 has grown so much he's now wearing some of Thing 1's old sweaters, like the red monomoy sweater that I knit several years ago. And both boys have been wearing the socks I knit them for Christmas under their winter boots playing outside in the snow. Thankfully, the snow has pretty much melted. Our, our main part of our yard's been melted for probably about a week now, but we still have a few snow patches, and they keep trying to go, you know, jump in them because, of course, they're kids. Also, Thing 1 has worn his new Star Wars sweater to school, I think, three times, if not four, already. He's so happy, and I knit it very long, so I might have to extend the sleeves a little bit for next winter, but this sweater will fit him quite fine next winter as well. On to Out and About. So I went to Stitches United from March 23rd to the 25th. I should say, I attended on March Saturday, March 24th, but the entire Stitches United was the Friday to Sunday, the 23rd to the 25th. I had a great time. I went and shopped the marketplace in the morning, and I had fun with Lane bags. I got myself a new bag with Wonder Woman, the, the, one of her sheeple bags with the sheep dressed up as Wonder Woman. Which is, I've gotten so many great comments on that bag. That bag is a huge hit locally. I also picked up uh, several skeins of bamboo from the Fiber Laney, including the Makimo and the Musu that I talked about earlier. And I picked up one skein of their Chiku, which is a uh, bamboo lace weight yarn in the Blueberry Yum colorway. So that is the color of the, that kind of pale blue of a ripe blueberry the bluish gray with a hint of purple, and it's a variegated colorway. This is going to be absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait to work on that. I picked up several more skeins of kobasi in various colorways, including the uh, gray variegated one I mentioned earlier. I also got two skeins of, I think it's called cranberry, and one more skein of the blarney sock colorway, which I think brings me up to three skeins of the blarney green. And what I'm hoping to do is work on some more socks from the, the the cranberry colorway and then use those scraps with the new skein of Blarney to make myself some Christmas socks because you cannot get Christmas fun patterned yarns in plant-based fibers. They just, I've never seen one. If you've seen one, please let me know. I would love to be able to make my boys Christmas socks, but I think I'm going to have to do it manually and not buy fun printed sock patterns. I picked up four skeins of kobasi in a yellow colorway. I have ideas for a summer tank top pattern that I hope to be working on, and that should be a lot of fun because I really do like this yarn and I want to see how it works up into a garment, not just in socks. It's a really fun yarn to work with. It's got a little bit of a stretch to it more than most plant-based fibers do, and that makes it really kind of not different. I guess different's the right word, but it just behaves in a slightly different manner, which 
is probably why it makes some great socks. And the last thing I picked up was a shawl pin. I've been kind of keeping my eye out for just the perfect shawl pin for a while now, and I haven't found anything that really, really called to me. I found some beautiful ones, but I don't know, something always kept me from buying them. Well, the first thing I bought, almost the first booth I went to, ended up being this shawl pin. Walking around and looking for the Stunning String Studios booth because I wanted to get some new stitch markers. This year they didn't bring nearly as many stitch markers as they had last year, but they had some lovely shawl pins. And I was looking through them and my eyes immediately lit upon one in particular. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, what I'm about to describe. So there was a very pretty swirling details and then in the center was a triangle bisected by a line with a small circle inside it. Yep, it's a sort of hidden Deathly Hallows. So since I am a gigantic Harry Potter fan, I knew, you know, that's, that's it. That's the one I want. It doesn't scream, you know, grown up wearing Harry Potter shawl pin. It's very subtle. Subtle enough that I can wear it in public <laughs> and not worry about being judged. But uh, just enough that other Harry Potter fans see it, you know, you'll, you'll get the nod and smile. So I'm excited. That's another reason why I chose to start working on the Changing Staircases shawl pattern. Because that pattern is actually based on... Harry Potter. It's based on the staircases at Hogwarts that constantly change. The changing staircases shawl on one side is a smooth edge, but on the other side it's like a, a graded step pattern, you know, 90 degree angles making a series of steps up the side of the shawl, and each step is a little bit different. There's two patterns, so the, cha the, the stairs on the staircases are changing. So I can't wait till I have that changing staircases shawl complete, and I can wear it with my Deathly Hallows pin, and my husband will probably get a good laugh at me, but I will be very happy. So this time when I intended stitches, I decided to actually leave and walk around Hartford a little bit. I've been to Hartford several times. My cousins live just up the road, but we don't ever spend any time in Hartford. And it was nice. There was the March for Our Lives that day, so I went over to that. And you know what? It actually turned out to be a really good thing because I ha don't want to say I've mastered knitting while walking, but I definitely got a lot better at knitting while walking since it was I logged a couple of miles walking around Hartford through the city that day. And then I asked some folks there where to eat lunch locally if they were going to eat. And of course, being 20-somethings, they sent me to the local brewery, which also has really awesome food. I went to the City Steam Brewery Cafe, that's right on Main Street in Hartford, and if you like good quality pub food, a traditional American pub fare, and good beer, I definitely recommend it. I got the beer sampler, and they had some very, very good ones. I particularly enjoyed their maple brew, and I forget the name of it right now, but it was really good. It was sap something or other, but also the very important I-84 sucks. Those of you who live in New England know how true that is, and I can say that after getting a really good chuckle, I definitely included that one in my sampler, and it's also a very good beer. I had their uh, fish tacos, which were marvelous. I highly recommend them. Then I went back to uh, Stitches for a while, walked around a little bit more, and ended up getting a text from my cousin saying, hey, saw you were in the area, you know, stop by on your way home. So I Left a little bit early, headed up to see them, and I was still running early enough, so after playing with the baby and leaving them, I headed on up to Webb's. My sons have seen my dancing dragon coat, 
and they now want theirs. They put their orders in for next winter. <laughs> Apparently, I now take orders a year in advance because I told them they are not getting them. I may start working on them this summer, but don't expect them anytime soon. And they both agreed that's okay. You know, my six-year-old can see that far out. My two-and-a-half-year-old? We'll see. But uh, So I went to Webb's, and they had the same yarn that I'm doing my coat in, in other green colorways. So we will each have our own shade of green. And no, my husband does not want one, just in case you're asking. <laughs> so the boys and I, we will eventually each have our own dragon coat to wear around the house. And we will each have our own slightly different shade of green, so there will be no arguments. And they were very happy. I brought the greens home. They both li they each liked the shade I picked out for them. So that went over really well. And thank goodness for living within about an hour and a half, two hours drive of webs, because you can go there, pick up the yarn when it's 50% off, and drive it home on your way home from Stitches. It was wonderful. Now on to the last segment, on the run. So training is still going well, and I am making progress, slow and steady. As I mentioned several times, I'm coming off of about two, two and a half years worth of injuries, so I am taking it very slow. I want to get back in shape. I want to be able to move my body again, and I do not want to be injured anymore. So slow and steady wins the race. That being said, I did... I walked two and a half miles on Sunday, and that's the most distance I've covered since the summer of 2016. And it felt so good to walk my old running routes. Still haven't been able to get outside much with all the snow we had in March, and it's still a little bit chilly for me pushing my youngest son. I'd like for it to be a little closer to 50. The, the, the low 40s are just cold, when, and you know when you're in a stroller and it's windy, it's just not fun when mommy pushes you. So I'd like it to be a tiny bit warmer when I drag him outside. I have actually gotten to run a couple times, which also felt really good. And all the creaky old joints here are holding up well. I'm enjoying that. I have been swimming once a week as cross training, and I think that's making a difference. I feel the swimming workouts in my whole body. It's not just my legs, and it really gets my heart pumping. Next week, I am aiming to increase to 200 steady yards. I'm slow. I do have to take some pause breaks and catch my breath, but I am definitely getting better. So we're already coming up around 20 minutes, so we'll just do a quick recap of what's coming in the future because I want to cut this off before I go too long. Um, some topics that I want to discuss for fitness over the next few weeks include the myth that running ruins your knees. Yes, spoiler alert, it's a myth. Also, yoga for runners. Uh, why runners need to do upper body and core workouts, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about one TMI topic, and that is incontinence in women, which affects so many women, especially after childbirth, and keeps many from ever exercising again. Spoiler spoiler alert on this last one: No, you're not alone. Yes, there is hope. Yes, there is help available, and you might be surprised by who this affects, as in world class athletes actually have this problem. So no, it's not just women who've had too many babies, as the you know the stereotype goes. This is something that affects a lot of women. So I'm going to present to you some of the latest medical research in this area. I'm hoping if this helps even just one or two of you out there, then it's totally worth getting into a topic that a couple of folks might find embarrassing, but you know what? We're all here to be healthy and we're here to support each other. 
So I also want to hear from you. What fitness topics would you like me to research and present on? Come tell me in the Ravelry group or send me an email at windsweptmonique at gmail.com. I'm also curious to hear what are you doing now that it's officially spring. I know it's still kind of chilly up in New England at the moment, but those of you down south are having gorgeous weather at this time of year. We're still wearing mittens in the morning. So what are you doing to get out of the house and get your blood pumping? I'd love to hear about it. That brings us to the end of our show. Fingers crossed that I have a new working microphone next week. No promises there. We might be back to this setup, but, you know, we'll work with what we have until the new technology arrives. Keep your needles and your legs moving, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.